Hello and welcome to this week's Ocean State Sidelines podcast. My name is Brent McGear, sports writer with the Pawtucket Times One Socket Call. Once again, joined by my co-pilot, Will Gagan of the South County Independent. Will, there's been a glowing orb in the sky for four straight days. I, I guess know. spring is finally here. Spring, spring is here and we're back. I think last time on this podcast we talked about how spring weather had arrived and uh, and then it just rained for about twenty days in a row, but uh, yeah, we're we're here. We got some nice weather. Kudos to the spring sports teams for battling through this somehow. Games have been played; they've made it work, and uh, and here we are. Uh, sort of because spring is so fast, we're past the midway point of a lot of these high school seasons. I think we're getting down the home stretch, especially in mm-hmm. baseball, and that's where we're going to uh, begin today. Uh, you know, we're just going to take a look at the standings. Uh, you know, Bishop Hendrickson, thirteen and one right now. They're leading a Division One A subdivision. South Kingstown, ten and three, leading the One B subdivision. You go to Division Two A, Middletown at ten and two. They're leading uh, that subdivision. North Providence at eleven and three, leading the uh, Division Two B subdivision with a few other teams of note in the mix with St. Rayfield and Mount St. Charles in Division Three. You have uh, Rogers at Extra West Greenwich at the top. So uh, the uh, playoff picture slowly but surely started to come into focus. Yeah, definitely. And uh, you're, you're seeing teams emerge. The interesting thing in Division One, you have Hendricken, like you said, they're, uh, I think, they're, are they 13 and, 13 and 1, 13 and 0? Oh, 13 and 1, according to this. I, I, I don't remember them I'm being not sure they have a league State. loss, yeah. No, that might yeah. be a little So I think they're undefeated in league play. And so you have South Kingstown, 10 and 3, LaSalle, 9 and 2. Outside of those teams, it's just kind of wide open. Everyone, you have team, you have in Division One B, you have four teams that are seven and six, and then in Division One A, you have uh, seven and six, seven and five, six and five, six and six. So a lot of teams that are in the mix, and a lot of these teams I, in that in that range are, are really good. You know, Central, maybe the best hitting team in the state, they just crush the ball, and they're seven and six. Portsmouth has a has M.T. Morrissey throwing a low 90s fastball, and they're 7-6. and six. North Kingstown kind of putting it together lately, 7-6. and six. Cumberland, a lot of guys back from last year, 6-5. and five. Uh, Coventry, state finalist last year, 6-6. Six and six. So I think you're going you're to see some of these teams maybe break out of this as we go along here. You know, you touched upon Central. I actually happened to see them the other day um, against Lincoln. The previous day on Monday, they were coming off an 11-inning loss to Tollgate, and the next day, they got to come back and play Lincoln, and they play Lincoln on uh, Thursday afternoon. We're recording this on Thursday morning. It just, you know, places an emphasis on you need pitching, not just to get through these home and home series, but with rain outs so that yeah. teams had to endure earlier this year. Some teams had faced with three game weeks right now. Yeah, definitely, pitching depth is crucial. Now that might be why you see so many teams that are seven and six because these are good teams that maybe don't have enough pitching to get through a three game week, and. This is what happens. You get that kind of deep middle of the pack. But uh, one of the big notes this week from uh, Division One baseball scene is uh, there's been a coaching change, and in season one, Vin Zabelli, who was at the helm for the past uh, season and a half, he resigned last Friday. Um, Vin uh, Bruno, Coach Bruno, he's taking over on an interim basis, and Lincoln this afternoon they're going to honor the uh, presence of. Uh, former JV and Little League player, Michael Monteleone, who passed away in 2005. They're going to retire his number prior to this afternoon's game against Central. Yeah, a lot going on up there. And then uh, South County-wise, a couple of big matchups next week, South Kingstown and North Kingstown. 
uh, finally going to square off. They have a series uh, Monday and Wednesday, weather permitting, of course, and uh, we'll see what happens there. And interestingly, you see with with these divisions, the way they are, you're playing every team twice, but you're not playing your other subdivision. So Hendricken, South Kingstown, LaSalle, those kind of three top teams, uh, Hendricken not playing either of those teams in the regular season. And uh, we'll jump down to uh, Division 2B, which uh, has more of a times call influence. North Providence, uh, they're 11-3 and right now. But right behind St. Raphael on St. Charles, the Saints, they're 9-3. and They got off to an undefeated start, lost a pair of games to uh, Wheeler last week. Mount St. Charles in the midst of a six-game winning streak the, the, after getting off to a bit of a slow start. You know, good uh, Division 2B game on Friday, weather permitting. Uh, Mount St. Charles will travel to Slater Park to face St. Rayfield. And other teams in the mix as well, uh, Westerly, 8-4. and four. When Socket 7-7 Situate, uh, which uh, faced Mount and lost to Mount on Wednesday, they're 6-6. Six and six. And then Division 2A, like you said, Middletown leading the way. They've been really good. Um, and then you have Mount Hope. Narragansett and Prout right there, and they actually square off uh, today, Thursday, for the second time this year. Um, Prout won the first meeting 9 nothing, uh, but has kind of hit a rough patch since then, and Narragansett's holding its own despite uh, kind of a lack of pitching. And you have Tiverton also in the mix, 7-6, uh, Tolman 6-6, six and six, and then down to uh, some teams that are below 500. Yeah, and uh, quickly uh, touching on Division Three baseball, you know, Shea might be the biggest surprise. Uh, they've been down for quite a few years, but right now they're 8-6. and six. Uh, they find themselves right now sitting in fourth place behind Rogers, Exeter, and Hope. I mean, I don't know how accurate these standings on the Interscholastic League are. You know, we just touched upon uh, they had Hendrickson for a loss, but that one loss came against Catholic Memorial, yes. an out-of-state team. But, uh, you know, I've seen, uh, Shay that they're uh, certainly a group of juniors and seniors who have kind of gone through some tough times and they're hoping at least to make the playoffs this year. And they're in good shape here as we uh, head down the home stretch here. Yeah, okay, we're getting there. I mean... You know, 12, 13 games in the books for a lot of these teams, uh, only four or five to go, uh, and then, then it's on the playoffs with a different format this year, so we'll yes. see how that goes. Yes, uh, you know, a lot of emphasis to win mm-hmm. your subdivision in order to get a bye until, I believe, the semifinals, so, yep. and it's uh, single elimination until right. that round, so, uh, you know, once again, premium on pitching staff and developing it, and yep. that's the highest order right yeah. now for these teams. And when you see these seven and six teams, what what better way to break out than uh, a, a single elimination game in the playoffs, and suddenly there you are in the semifinals. So. It'll be interesting to see how coaches react to this strategy, you know, those who get bounced, they may not like it because yep. they always knew if they lost, they had a second chance to come out of a loser's bracket, but a lot of states do this single elimination format, mm-hmm. at least until you get to the finals or the semifinals. So uh, once again, you know, pitching is going to be of the utmost importance yeah, come playoff time. Absolutely. All right, let's switch gears to softball. Um, a lot of good teams in Division One that are kind of dominant teams. You're, you have you have haves and have nots, and not a whole lot in the middle uh, of Division One softball. At least you have Pilgrim is ten and one right now, and just beat LaSalle. LaSalle is eleven and one. And Cherahoe is 10-1 with their only loss, I believe, to LaSalle, and they beat Pilgrim. So you have those three kind of all beating each other, and they've just been really impressive. Really good pitching, which is always the key in fast-pitch softball. Uh, and great offense, too. LaSalle hits like three home runs every game, pretty much. But maybe one team that's kind of like that middle-of-the-earth pack right now that's a little bit of a surprise, at least to me and maybe to a lot of softball people, is North Smithfield. They're a new team to a Division One this year after being one of the better teams in Division Two for several years. They're 8-5 hmm. right now in the midst of a four-game winning streak heading into a 
Thursday afternoon home away game at North Providence. Yeah, they've. How about that? I mean, that's not an easy transition. Division two softball and Division one softball. There's a big difference there. Speed of the game and everything. Uh, but if you have the pitching, you can make it work, and they have done that. Paul Messier deserves a lot of credit for uh, getting this going. Uh, you know, a couple scores from earlier year, they lost 13-0, 13-4, 11-4. Now they're kind of turning the tables, winning 7-6, 8-4, 6-3 over the last few games. So uh, kudos to them for uh, becoming a contender yep. in Division One. And down in the uh, the southern part of the state, North Kingstown has, has played pretty well. They they basically only lost to the to those top teams. They've lost twice to Pilgrim, once to LaSalle. Once to Cherahoe and then had a, had a couple had, had one early loss to Cranston West, but they they just picked up a shutout win over Cumberland yesterday, uh, so they're seven and six and hanging in there in that small uh, middle of the pack. In Division Two, right now the team to beat is clearly St. Raphael, thirteen and zero. Ample ample pitching. Uh, we detailed that earlier this week in an article that appeared in the Times. Uh, they look like uh, a team to be reckoned with. And South Kingstown though, eight and two. South Kingstown is has just dominated everyone except St. Ray's with Sammy Simons and Situate, who is Haley Venturini, uh, basically the two top pitchers in the division, maybe two of the top in the state, uh, sort of regardless of division. Uh, they, they hit Simons a little bit, uh, scored a few runs, got a home run in that game. Just could not hit Venturini at all. Started out 17 times uh, when they played them on Monday. But then South Kingstown bounced back with a, a 15-2 win the next day over East Greenwich. So uh, they're rolling against everybody. They're clearly one of the top teams, but they're going to have to find a way to get past St. Ray's and Situate because uh, I think it, it, Division Two certainly goes through them. Uh, and you also have Rogers, um, who's in a different subdivision, so sort of not, not involved with those top teams, uh, but they're 9-0 themselves and playing really well. And uh, Division Three clearly the team to be there is uh, Pontiac at their ten and zero, Wheeler eight and two, one year Sanchez six and three. It uh, looks like the Chieftains, uh, you know, bracket or tournament to lose. It looks like. Yeah, no doubt about that. And uh, we will transition now, I guess, to a little lacrosse. A little lacrosse, a little boys lacrosse. Uh, in Division One, I, I it's what it always is <laughs> for about as long as we can remember here. I, like going back, I don't, I don't even know, oh, seven, eight years? Seven, at least since the, the turn of the uh, 2010s. Yeah, there, were, there was a stretch there. Hendrickson, you had Hendrickson, North Kingston was really good, Barrington, but it's just been LaSalle and Moses Brown um, ever since then. And LaSalle this year is 8-0, Moses Brown 7-1. rest of the teams uh, just, you know, trying to challenge one of them. Barrington's 3-5, and five, the next closest team. So Division One. Uh, kind of is what it is. Division One boys lacrosse might be the most predictable division in all of Rhode Island interscholastic league sports. At yes, this point. Uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, if anybody you know who's kind of the quote unquote sacrificial lambs yep. of those teams. But uh, once again, those teams you can probably set your clock by it. They're uh, the, the teams to beat in Division One. Yep, absolutely. And in Division Two, you have Portsmouth, who's undefeated, a former Division One team, who's down in D two now. Uh, and they have played very well. South Kingstown is nine and one. Only loss was to Portsmouth. So those, they've kind of emerged as the top two teams. You have Coventry, Middletown, and Prout, who are all eight and three. But I know Middletown and Prout have both lost to South Kingstown. Um, so it, clearly, the Patriots and the Rebels are uh, have a leg up at this point. And that's a, that's a big division with a lot of a lot of solid teams. Um, so we'll see what happens uh, once we get to playoff time. And then down in Division Three, you have the Burville Broncos leading the way. Burville Broncos leading the way. Lincoln's close behind Mount St. Charles uh, at nine and three, with uh, Narragansett actually ten and one yep. in between uh, 
actually had a uh, Bronco victory over Mount St. Charles on Wednesday afternoon. Uh, you know, so uh, that's a clear statement that the Broncos are one of the teams to beat in that division. Yeah, Burrowville beat Narragansett, um, so that was a big win for them. This um, on Monday, I believe Narragansett and Lincoln square off battle at ten and one teams. Uh, Narragansett has settled, you know, has has been a D two team, and they were probably going to be a solid D two team this year, but they have a lack of numbers, and the school is so small, so they headed a D three, and they've they've just run run through it basically, other than that Burrowville game. So we'll go to uh, girls lacrosse now. Uh, Moses Brown leading the way, undefeated Moses Brown in Division One, followed by Barrington eight and one in Lincoln School at seven and three. LaSalle six and three uh, at fourth place. Uh, you know, kind of similar. Uh, you know, you have your haves and you're kind of your have-nots. And Moses Brown, just like the boys, they're a contender as a D one uh, favorite. Yeah, Moses Brown. It's it's funny. Moses Brown and Barrington has been kind of a, a cool rivalry because a lot of these girls play lacrosse and field hockey, and they end up being two of the best teams in both those sports. So they they may be on a collision course again this year. And uh, down Division two, Westerly six and zero. Oh. Followed by Middletown six and two, Narragansett six and two, Johnson at five and three. Yeah, and you know, talking to Narragansett coach Mark Lubick, he, he was saying basically it's it's a, just a really tight division. Every not a whole lot of blowouts, a lot of close games. Uh, you know, Narragansett has a you know pretty pretty good leg up on on Johnston and and beat him by a goal or two goals I think it was a couple weeks ago and just lost the game to Portsmouth so kind of wide open there uh, behind Westerly who I believe is up from Division 3 this yes, year and are. has uh, has made quite the transition and uh, dominating the league so far. And so we'll go down to Division 3 uh, one of the surprise teams maybe Lincoln uh, undefeated at 9 and 0 you know, it's a team that uh, basically bulldoze everyone in their way. Just looking at their scores, they beat Classical earlier this week, 20-5. to Before that, North Providence went down 19-3. They survived a tough game against Rocky Hill, 11-10. to But before that, 16-4 victory, 10-1 and victory, 16-5. So they're really uh, running roughshod over their opposition. Yeah, dominating. Uh, quick stop in boys volleyball, I suppose. Yes. Uh, we have the Coventry Oakers leading the way in Division One with a perfect record. Uh, it's been been kind of a, an open race to see who the second best team is right now. North Kingstown is eight and three and just picked up a win over Hendricken, who's six and four. That was a big win for them. Uh, and LaSalle uh, is there as well, seven and three, and those two teams are squaring off later this week. Yep, uh, Mount St. Charles, the defending state champs. Uh, you know they lost a lot from last year, including the Gould Twins. Uh, you know we knew it was a rebuilding year coming in. They're one and nine right now, and uh, hoping to uh, use this year as a chance to build for the future. Yeah, same for South Kingstown, kind of a perennial powerhouse. Uh, they have a lot of young guys, a lot of big sophomore class, and they're sort of building with them uh, with a four and seven record so far. In Division Two volleyball, Cranston West leading the way at nine and one. East Greenwich undefeated eight and zero. Pilgrim seven and one. Classical seven and three. Right behind them, North Smithfield at seven and five. And then there there is Division Three boys volleyball these days, which is relatively new. Yes, uh, might be. Yes, yeah, I think it is the new. first year. But uh, Lincoln, uh, you know, they had a very good girls volleyball season, and uh, it's kind of continuing in the spring. Uh, right now, the Lions at nine and one are setting the pace in Division Three. Yeah. All right, so that's uh, that's about it for our, our run through the high school sports ranks at this point. We also, you know, track and tennis going on as well. Spring is very busy, uh, but there, um, it's, track is into the postseason already with division meets, and tennis will be there soon. 
Uh, so we'll revisit that at some point. Uh, but we have a little football to talk about. Yes, a little uh, news. Uh, Nick Giorgio, former Cumberland High football and, and wrestling standout, he left this morning to go down to New Orleans, received an invite to the Saints rookie minicamp. You know, quite the honor. You know, not every day you see a Rhode Islander go participate in something like this. Uh, Nick, uh, you know, participated in one pro day before the NFL draft. It was at Harvard. A Saints uh, representatives have to, to be there. And, you know, when uh, teams start to figure out their rosters and how to, you know, build and everything in terms of rookie minicamps, you know, they've obviously, Nick made a favorable impression. They called his agency. They called Nick. Nick actually was on his way to take a final wow. that day. And uh, Nick's, you know, he's on plane going down to New Orleans and, going to spend his Friday, Saturday, and Sunday down the bayou. Yeah, pretty cool opportunity for him. And, you know, that's, I mean, just self-made kind of kid, you know. Springfield College is, is not putting a lot of guys in the NFL. No, uh, so kind of compared to, like, Lee Moses, for example, yeah. the former Hendrickson uh, standout. He did play at, you know, Division, I guess, 1AA level, mm-hmm. you know, at UMass. And, uh, you know, he was at least on the radar. His name was out there on television and everything like that. But, you know, for a kid from Springfield College, like you said, Division three to get this invite, it's pretty cool. Yeah, definitely. So congrats to him. And then a uh, quick shout-out to uh, uh, a story that's in this week's Independent, kind of a cool story about the O'Connell uh, family goalie dynasty with the Narragansett girls lacrosse team. Uh, three sisters have been have passed the torch at the goalie spot for eight years. So eight years, one family, and uh, the last one, Shannon O'Connell, is a senior this year. So it'll be a little bit different at Narragansett starting next year, but definitely a cool story. And uh, and congrats to them for uh, for having that quite a run there. Your uh, headline said it all, sisterhood. There it is. Nope, that's it. So that'll do it for this week's uh, Ocean State Sidelines. We'll either be back next week or the week after. Well, the playoff picture will definitely come into focus. And uh, get out there and enjoy this good weather, folks. Absolutely. See you soon.